On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we've got Penny Whistles Ball Blaster and Seabiscuit the Impaler. Let's do this. Right friggin' now. On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're talking about season seven, episode 14, Plucky Penny Whistles Magic Menagerie. Hi, I'm Diana. I'm Liz. That was your speed does not need to be adjusted. That was just very efficient. Oh, yeah. yeah. There we go. How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, so it's, you know, I say it's spooky season, but you know, every day is spooky season for me. It's uh, last night, yesterday, I have no idea what day of the week it is. Uh, yesterday, I, I, I got to go out to Austin and go see uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, who are touring to make up for money they did not get during the writer's strike, which makes sense, but also yeah. good on them. They ended up like doing like five shows, just they, they kept selling out. But nice. it was at Bass Concert Hall, which is at, you know, on UT campus. So it was, um, it's, it's a bit of a while since I was there, but that was really fun. Except one of the things, so we're driving up there and we're going up 35. And then my friend goes, oh, you know, they're closing the glass coffin. And so they're closing the glass coffin, which is the Vampire Goth store in Austin. That and Star Seeds and a bunch of other things are getting torn down for eminent domain. So thank you, fucking TechStot, for making me lose my favorite vampire store. That's awful. Yeah. So what I from based on what I read on their Instagram, so because Joey, the, the vampire store was leasing from, so uh, the leasing, so the, the landlord is getting a chunk of change for that, but they don't get shit. They just get 90 days to move out during probably their busiest, you know, like, hello, like, this is like their Christmas, right? Like, right. so they're going to lose a bunch of money and it was, you know, it's just a bummer. So hopefully, you know, hope those guys like wish them wish them luck and that they find a new place because I need, you know, you just need a place to go buy vampire shit. Sometimes you do, you know? True. Yeah. They also have done like, that's where they, you know, I've, they've hosted a lot of events for kind of the paranormal community. So I've seen things there. Uh, I've seen things there. I've seen things there. Hopefully they'll find a new location or not. Or yeah, I'm or also just like star seeds, man. I've been going to that cafe since you know I was 18, and it was like that was like when the few places that were the few places, but it was like when the Austin vegan punk rock places, like you could like mm -hmm. you know like, and they had everything. It wasn't just vegan, but like you could take your vegan friends there, you could take your veg friends there, like. All of you could go and you could go get breakfast and it was open late. So after a show, like you go there and like, go get breakfast. I, like it was, I, I, I've never heard of it. I don't know. I don't know that one. Yeah. It was just like, this is this place off 35. We used to go there after shows all the time. So bummer. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hate time. I'm really stupid. And it's still not going to fix the fucking problem. You're not going to fix 35. Just give up. You cannot fix that. Just it's it just broken. <laughs> you need to like just get some spaceships that just like like jump over that shit or something. Like until we get spaceships, yeah. you can't fix thirty five there. No, it's pretty bad. Yep. So what about you? Um, what have I been up to? I've been. I went and saw my friend play a show. 
So I saw Nathan Mongol Wells play and that was fun. And then I went and started making a disco ball wreath. And then, and it's not done because I didn't realize how many disco balls I would need, like mini ones, obviously. And then I uh, went and saw John Waters speak after eating Tex Ethiopian barbecue. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Tex Ethiopian barbecue is very good. I'm jealous. It is so good. I'm jealous of so a good. lot of those things. And I want your cookies. And I- oh yeah, then I made Halloween cookies with my with my niece, and they're super cute. But like it was like a cookie kit where you like decorate your own. I've never done, I've never used that royal icing. That was my first time playing with royal icing. I kind of enjoyed it, and I was like, oh, I want to do more with this, but right. it's also kind of stressful. It's just sugar, basically sugar and water. It's really easy. Well, no, it's just like getting it to like set right and like all that. It's kind of stressful, like playing with like getting artsy with it. I tried to get all like where you swirl it and shit. Yeah, but now I just want to lick icing. I always want to like icing, but I had to choose because I was drinking wine, so I can only have a little bit of the icing. Oh, you and your blood sugar <clears throat> problems. I know. It's lame, but probably probably good for me to have some limitations. Hey, at least, you have, yeah, at least you have that self-control because I would probably just be like, uh, whatever, I'm going to have a headache. <laughs> girl, I did last night. Are you kidding? I ate a cookie. I ate one of those cookies. Oh, and then, okay, so the you know the, you know the I think Mother's brand... Um, Damn, oh, the circus, the, the circus animals, the circus that have icing on them. Yeah, I have some coming. I think those actually need to be outside right now. Uh, have you seen? Are they the spooky ones? Because yes. <gasps> I, I was very I excited resisted, about them. I resisted buying them in the store, and then they were on sale during Prime Day, and I was like, okay. Uh, I mean. Yeah, Mother's uh, Frosted Cookies, the limited batch, eerie critters, and it named on the bat. It's like cute kitty, spooky kitty. Bat, bat, like, yeah, like yeah. the whole names. It's hilarious, and they're delicious because those ice, you know, circus cookies. They're are so, so addictive. They I'm are. Just they're gonna, dangerous. Like, you sit there and eat that entire bag, and then I'll be like, "Why can't I lose any weight?" Well, yeah. Anyhow, yeah, so, so that's cool. Yeah. So this episode, I think, is going to be is kind of timely for that. In in just general SVN family news. There was a fun thing that was dropped on Twitter from the Gen V channel, which is uh, the boys spinoff. And it was the post said, as it was from their actual account, it said this Friday, hide your grandmas. And then it's Jensen as soldier boy. And then he goes, surprise, motherfuckers. And I meant to like, I've got it recorded. And I meant to, you know, have that set up as our soundbite, but I didn't get around to it. So we'll have to just, you know, play it in some other times. Because I don't think if I do it here, if you're going to hear it, let's see. Could you hear that? Damn it! That's really weird because it was like hi there. I will, will, I will insert that file there so everyone can hear it. But anyways, yeah, it's it's Jensen just going surprise, motherfuckers, and so uh, he's gonna be the fifth and sixth episodes of Gen V. Still not sure, like, what they're doing. That's about, basically, the young people who, like, want to become superhero heroes in that show. Uh, so, we don't know. There's talk of, like, maybe, like, there's going to be a Soldier Boy spinoff or something. But, you know, since mm-hmm. they're, him and his wife have that deal with their production company has a deal with Amazon, I'm not surprised. Right. Yep. Interesting. But also, it's just ridiculous how hot he is. Just, like... 
He's all sassy. I need to catch back up on that show. I'm behind on the boys. Yeah. I don't I don't recommend watching the first episode of the last season on the plane. Noted. Just say Oh, you told me about that. You told me about that. No. That's funny. Yeah, I think I actually I think I'm gonna watch Gen B on it. I've got some very long flights and I'm taking the Greyhound of the sky. Mm. My favorite. Mm. So <sighs> this episode, hello, did you were were you was it was it a good episode for you? I found it entertaining. Oh, you weren't as excited as as I was. Okay. No, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Okay. I was like, I thought it was super. I thought it was super fun. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, so it was just not what I expected. Like going in, you're like, what the fuck? And it was way more entertaining, kind of dark, but very more. Okay, so I'm glad you didn't know like what <clears throat> you were getting into. So this was no idea. Yeah, so this was season seven, episode fourteen. It first aired February tenth, two thousand twelve. It was directed by Mike Roll. The la- we last saw him, it directed The Mentalist, and was mm-hmm. written by the team Andrew Dab and Daniel Laughlin. And yeah, it's just you know really had a lot in the background on this one. It was just a very fun episode, so I was yeah. very excited. And I think it's yep. timely and seasonal for right now since we're in spooky season. I feel like it's a good episode to watch now. I agree. It was very. That's why I thought of that while we were, I was watching. I'm like, oh, this is appropriate. I wonder if this aired during spooky season. It did but not. It, was, it aired right it before, right before like, yeah. Valentine's Day. So it was yeah. a love episode. Sure. Sure. So we open with Sam being chased through a parking lot slash it looks kind of like an industrial area uh, and hiding behind a car because he's freaking out and being chased by clowns. He looks terrified. Like super scared. Super scared. And as he's going, just kind of muttering to himself, if it bleeds, you can kill it. Yes. And he busts into like a, a, a like a empty like a, I'm not empty like abandoned like I don't know closed garage I don't fucking know, and like tries to barricade the door but a clown with really bad teeth gets in anyways and there's another clown, and then we get our intro graphic with a burst of colorful confetti. It's a glitter bomb, just a glitter bomb. And then we get a very weird countdown clock. I don't understand this clock. Sixty hours. Why? I, yeah, the dumb amount of time. I don't, I don't understand why they chose to do it this way. So we got the countdown, and we've got Sam and Dean in a parking lot, daytime now. And Dean answers a ringing payphone, and he has to use a secret code to identify himself. And he is super not stoked on using a payphone. No, but. as as nobody was or is. I don't think you can be as we all, as everyone would say, like. It was a payphone. So, um, okay. but he does also have to give a code word, which is "I am the Eggman." Yeah, and uh, we get a all we, we hear only hear his side of the conversation. But we get a Fred Savage reference, and he clearly wants more Dick Roman info. Well, no, not only a reference. A Fred, Fred Savage has now have been taken over by a Leviathan. Right. So Fred Savage is a Leviathan too. Yeah, and then uh, so he gets off the phone. And Sam immediately goes, so we got dick on dick. And Tina's and less, that's where less we, amused. That's just where amused. we start rolling, right? Yeah. But Sam has found a case in Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. With pe- peculiar death. And Dean sets down ground rules, though. 
No babies, no baby mamas, no bars, no booze, and no chicks of any kind. And De Sam is very shocked by this, but Dean says, you spawn a monster baby and see how fast you want to get into the pool. Yeah, I also think like he'll last like 10 minutes. So well, yeah. Yeah, we cut from this to a dead guy. Dead guy covered in circular welts, hickeys, wounds. And apparently it was caused by a giant octopus, a 30 foot giant octopus. That is a very large octopus and it sounds adorable because not only was he a giant octopus, which we all know are freaking cute. And I started really feeling guilty about eating octopus, even though it's so delicious. Like last week I was like, oh, here is this tasty octopus. And I was like, yeah. you're so smart though. That's, but not that's what eats me out. And then like, but you weren't smart enough for me to not be to eating not you. Be eating you. So, but this oct this man though, because he wasn't just like suckered to death, which is what I call it. He also bled out because he had a big bite in his neck by a vampire. Sure, and the coroner is identifying it as a, a more likely since they're in the middle of fucking Wichita, where there's not a thirty foot octopus, Pacific octo. I can't say it. A giant Pacific octopus. He calls it a freak fetish attack. When that he thinks that the marks were faked and then he was bled out. No, hmm. no, it was an octavamp. It was a vamptopus. That's what did it. Uh, so Sam and Dean go meet with the widow. <laughs> and they're asking their normal, like, spooky guy questions. Like, does anything feel different? Can they grow little bat wings? Octobat? Well, he'd be, you know, as an octobat, like, so octovamp, whatever, like, he can go bat, and then, like, he'll just have little bat wings, and he's got a top uh -huh. hat. Well, obviously. Obviously, he has a top hat. That, that goes without saying. Yes, clearly. Maybe a monocle. But that, so how does the monocle stay on, though? How does the monocle stay on anything? How does a monocle stay on? That's I actually. To, a I think, I think you're question. supposed to like stick it and like hold it with your like face muscles. Well, I'm sure an mm -hmm. octopus could could like just you know. Anyways, okay, so. Oh, so the widow thinks they're wonky for asking why the house is different, but she, and they ask if anyone would do him harm, and she's like, no, about all this, but she's like, but by the way, we should also ask the nanny if anything weird was going on. Oh, because of course there's a nanny, and she's bitter. She yeah, she she is nice. like you need to talk to Stacy. So <laughs> apparently, their marriage was not great, and she doesn't well, sound Dean's... that upset. Because I'm like, how do you go from like being this upset that your husband's dead to like go talk to Stacy? Right. Well, and then as they're leaving, we see a, a, the young girl who's their the daughter watching Sam and Dean leave. Dean is dead set love triangle, and he's gonna go see the nanny. And Sam's like, is that a good idea? But Dean's like. Too bad, I'm going anyway. Well, because Sam's like, I thought you said you weren't going to be around hot girls. And he's like, well, how do you know she's hot? And I'm like, well, clearly she was just talking about it. So, uh, Also, a little girl at the top of the stairs is fucking creepy. Just don't do that. Like, like why are you going to have her just, like, not talk? Like, well, she, she, Her mom didn't want her to be a part of the interrogation, so she was just sitting there. Sure. I don't know. She's oh, creepy. Spying on her parents. So... Dean's asking at Stacy's and he's asking about her relationship with him. She's like, uh, no, it was normal. There was nothing going on. Um, I was there late because he was working late. But oh, yeah, yesterday was his daughter's birthday and she had a birthday party at Plucky's. 
And he showed up for like a few minutes and left. And her mom was out of town. The oh, fuck? Yeah. No wonder that child looked creepy. That child's going to murder somebody or end up on a pole. Like, things are not going to work out well for Kelly. Like, it's just she's not going to have a good life. And things like she's not going to therapist right now. Maybe Stacy can be like a good role model for her. I don't know. But things are not going to go good for Kelly. Well, and that didn't help that some jerk kid told her that her parents didn't love her. I mean, is that child wrong? But that's not very that's not a very nice thing to say to a kid. <laughs> no, the other child was a dick. No, and, and she should have probably punched that kid in the nose. Is what should have happened. But yes. so, and then she's like, and there's nothing really weird at the house. But Kelly has a thing about closets because that's where her monster is. Oh, so Kelly has a monster in her closet. Yeah, that's Noted. that's healthy. Mm-hmm. And so they, Dean leaves and calls Sam and tells him he needs to talk to Kelly without tripping the Amber Alert. <laughs> Because there's going to be a lot of this, just like single young men talking to children alone. Young children. And this doesn't look good. It doesn't. So Sam, like, awkwardly approaches little Kelly while she's drawing on the sidewalk with chalk. And she's like, yeah, my mom's going to get mad if I talk to you because of what I told the police. She's like, I tried to warn dad that the monster was going to get him. But anyways, and then her mom calls her in. And Sam notices that she's been drawing a giant monster octopus on the sidewalk with, t- with fangs. <sighs> Maybe I'll go with that for Halloween, an Octavamp. Octavamp? Yep. So we cut to another nighttime scene of a guy running through the woods at night being chased by a horse? Maybe? But he jumps a fence. And no, no, this is not a horse. This is a fucking unicorn. It impales him from the back with its horn through the fence. And it's horn that sparkles, and then as it runs, it shoots glittery rainbows out of its butt. It does. It does. So I remember we... when this came out, like, and I watched it for the first time on TV, and I lost my shit. I remember just dying and just being like, oh, my God, what's a unicorn? And then. Yeah, no, I was pretty excited. Pretty excited. Uh, so we get a flash to the quote unquote now, which is where Sam is in this garage <laughs> yeah, fighting clouds. Just say cut to now, dot, 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 sigh. <laughs> so Sam tries to shoot the clowns as after he reminds himself, if it bleeds, you can kill it. And, uh, he shoots him twice and you don't get any blood. It doesn't hurt him. You just get a spray of glitter. Poofs glitter. Poof glitter. And these clowns just kick his ass. And they are laughing the whole time. They are very yeah. disturbing. But now for no fucking reason, we're gonna go back thirty-six hours. Thirty-six hours and thirty-six minutes. Dean is Why? at the unicorn. I don't know. But Dean is at the unicorn crime scene. And I feel like unicorn crime scene needs to be like either a band or an album name. I was very excited about unicorn crime scene. This does sound like a, uh, it sounds like a hipster band though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and he's like peeking through. They do a really cool shot, I thought, where he's like looking through the hole in the fence. I just, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, and they're talking to the police. They're like, yeah, we know it's a horse, but we don't know what ran him through. Maybe it was like a lance. I don't know. They can't figure it out because obviously no one's first thought is fucking unicorn. Should be. Uh, so Dean, you know, awkwardly, rudely interrupts the widow who's trying to go inform her son that dad's dead to say uh, to ask if yesterday was her son's birthday and she's like no but yesterday his father took him to a friend's birthday party at plucky's 
We have oh. something in common with our victims. We do. So Dean calls Sam and acts, asks to ask him a question about Plucky's. But the more important part of this scene, uh-huh. much more important part of this scene, yeah. is the motel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up this room. It's amazing. It is. It is kind of a bizarre, hellish tiki room. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's kind of fucking weird and, like, a little bit, like, I don't know how to describe. Like, I got a little bit of, like, what was that Nickelodeon show where they, like, battled on, like, a a pyramid? It was, like, a whole, like, jungle theme one. Anyways, I got a little bit of, like, a weird, like, set, like, a, a set vibe, but it was so fucking rad the tiki motel is fucking rad there's like lights in the walls it's just so cool so good so good i do definitely want to stay there so anyways so basically dean asks sam if he remembers pluckies and sam just gets weird mm-hmm. and apparently dean would just dump him there well he went to go hit on chicks and he fucking hated it and that's pretty much yeah, no, he of t- course it's he tied did. To the reason why, it's tied to the reason why he now hates clowns. Yeah, all of this sounds like a horrible thing to do to children. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Dean's statistic that he shares that 99.99% of clowns can't hurt you. I mean, I think it's probably, I don't know if that statistic is accurate. I feel like he may be erring a little too much. I'm pretty sure it's probably more like 36% of clowns want to hurt you that low but so anyways dean's gonna go talk to this kid while sam goes to plucky's and he's making him go so sam goes in and you can tell he is freaked out i but am also, freaked I out be too this place is kind of trash. it is disturbing so, like, it's not true the trash it's disturbing yes and no like i don't know so don't get me wrong like i mean i remember very much liking chuck e cheese as a kid i also remember now that chuck e cheese was kind of disturbing but this is like a weird like primary color chuck e cheese and chuck e cheese was not it had like a cool like dark arcade vibe with its crazy animatronics this place is kind of like terrifying because it's got like super primary colors and a little like dash of crusty the crusty the clown vibe going it's fucking weird Yep. And the animatronic clown that they have at the entry is is horror material. That is nightmare. That is nightmare fuel. That thing was awful. Yeah, yeah. There's just there's just clowns everywhere, and a guy in a lion suit for some reason. Yeah, for some most of the menagerie said so I guess they'd have something. I don't know. That's what was weird too. I'm like, this is not thematic. This does not make <laughs> their brand does not make sense. <laughs> but I decided that that was not the the argument anybody wanted to hear from me about this. So. Sam's getting freaked, but he sees a, a a female employee who's a mother telling her kid that he has to hang out there for three more hours, and he is bummed. And I'm trying, yeah, I try very hard not to judge this mom through this. As I get it, like childcare is expensive. Like we live in a world. Like I I understand. I'm trying to make some. She's kind of a bitch though. It's a shitty situation. It's a shitty situation, but she's kind of a bitch. Well, she's also kind of oblivious. That's some of the stuff that bothers me later, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but this kid just is not happy about being here. bummed, super bummed. Well, Sam notices a wall of kids drawings because you know, like place like this, a lot of kids draw and like they'll hang them up. Like, oh, that's cute. Oh, this is fucking terrifying. Like, who traumatizes children this way by asking them to draw their deepest fears? 
It seems like a, a not great idea. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Maybe you get the regulars, like monsters and sharks and witches, but like, interestingly, there's a couple nameplates up there. Oh, the two kids whose parents fucking died, their pictures are missing. That's strange. Yeah, and Gene, the manager, says, you know, like, they don't really put up the scary things. <laughs> which, which is hilarious. Which is hilarious, because I'm betting some, and like, dark. Some, there's, like, oh, shit, this guy, you know this is getting dark. Oh, this kid's got real problems, like those. Yeah. Yeah. And she said that, like, oh, you know, we, she's like, yeah, some pop psychologist that, and, and, you know, suggested this, and the owner's obsessed with, you know, um, aiding in kids' development, and she uses some good air quotes. So it's like the whole concept is they draw their, their, you know, worst fears, and then Plucky makes them go away because they faced it down or some dumb shit. And then they don't carry that fear into adulthood or something. I mean, you know what? It's, it is very good for children to work through trauma instead of carrying it through and them trying to deal with it as you're an adult and things are coming out in your, you know, in clown makeup and you're 46. But, you know, like maybe not doing this at, at pluggies. Yeah, it's a choice. So Sam asks her about Jean, the manager, about Billy. And that's the, the young man whose father was impaled by the unicorn. And she refers to him as the conniption kid. And he's like, wait, what? And she's like, oh, no, no, not the kid, the dad. Um, basically, dad was forcing Billy to leave before the party was over, before a cake or presents or anything. And he asked to stay. And his dad went full frontal douchebag and screaming. That's just so, fuck that dude. Yeah. How rude. Yeah, I'm glad the unicorn stabbed you. So And then, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no. And then uh, we get, so that's kind of like a, a break while Sam's pondering that. Saul, our janitor, calls Sam over, like whispers for him to come over, yeah, asks what he's investigating. And he's not, he's not good at it, though. He's like trying to be no, like, hey, not come sly. over here, but it's like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come back after closing. There's too many, too many years. There's too many eyes, too many eyes to tell. Yeah. So we go back to the best motel ever. And they're eating and the Chinese food, like, in the best like, way with, like, it has little chopsticks attached to it. And I was like, oh, I was like, I can't. I need to stop ordering food. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get Chinese food in New York. Yeah, yep. so they get Chinese takeout in their tiki room, and it's adorable. And uh, Sam comes in, and Dean asks him what the lowdown is on Trauma Town. Oof. Uh, and, and so Dean, Sam's just like, look, neither am I for parent of the year, but... It's, it is what, you know, I don't know what's happening here yet. Uh, and so Dean's like, what are these? Like their kids, like kids dream these things up and it goes after, it draws these things and actually goes after the victim. And Sam's like, yeah, the two drawings are missing though. So we can't really like verify that yet. So he's just um, taken now, like, and this is like a, a continuity thing. Like he has taken the drawings, but like they're still there. Yeah, it's very weird. It doesn't make sense. He's got Maybe he just like took specific sense. ones. Maybe. But this is where Dean really starts with all the fun renaming of all these monsters. And it's super amusing. Like Little Miss Octovamp. And, you know, and Unicorn Stabby. Like, it's just like all these fun things. And so Sam asks him, so now unicorns are evil? Dean just says, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Aw, unicorns aren't evil. Who said evil was bad? Anyway, mm -hmm. so we go from that to Plucky's. 
Gene's counting down the register, and poor Saul just wants to check out and like clock out for the night. But no, no, he's got to do a full sanitization of the ball pit because a kid puked in it. One, it should not just be sanitized all the time. And two, it's time for a quiz. Pop quiz. Ha ha. Dang it, you got me. I did. It's like a ball, the ball, like popping it's out of like, the ball It's pit. like a ball pop quiz. Ball pop, pop. I don't know, more ball jokes. Uh, it is so many ball jokes. So you are the one who brought up earlier Chuck E. Cheese. His uh -oh. Pluckies is very similar and awful, you know, based on, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. So, but there's, this is a horrible thing that happened there and it, at Pluckies and horrible things have also happened at Chuck E. Cheese. And some of them are too horrible. And we're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the fun, horrible things that happened to Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I'm going to give you a list of things and you're going to have to tell me which of these are made up and which of these actually happened, mostly based off a list I got on Ranker. All right. Okay. So, pop, pop. Number one, in a Chuck E. Cheese in Connecticut, a twelve-person brawl, twelve-person brawl broke out after two women bumped into each other, following a manager's request to tone it down. Oh, that definitely happened. Oh, it totally did. Yeah, like a bunch of kid, uh. kids got hurt. There was like a four-year-old who got hit, but also like, hey, manager, don't tell two women to tone it down. Like, as soon as you say that, like, you know, like, a rat's head's getting pulled off and, like, thrown at somebody. You can't. He's, like, telling don't get emotional. Okay. Second. In Parma, Ohio, a group of people attacked five employees at a Chuck E. Cheese location due to anger over a malfunctioning photo machine. I'm going to say that happened also. It did. One person reported being slammed into a table and receiving an uppercut from a customer. And unfortunately, the people who attacked the, the people, uh, the employees had fled by the time the police arrived. So they got away with it. Huh. That's fun. Number three, a woman named Wanda Jackson from Alterboro, South Carolina, ended up in jail after a visit to Chuck E. Cheese, where she tried to steal another woman's phone leading to a fight over the phone and then uh, the victim spitting in her face. And then things just took off. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that totally happened. <laughs> All right, this one. So also, that was a new... I want to bet that half of these happened after they started serving beer at Chuck E. Cheese, though. Perhaps, perhaps. Because we're probably... Parents were just bringing their own shit in before that. You think parents weren't always drunk there? All right, so number four, uh, also in New Jersey, 2016. After a grown woman pushed a two-year-old who was playing skee-ball, the two-year-old's mother decided to get in a fist fight with the other woman. Yes, that happened. Yeah. And she should. Don't fucking shove a two-year-old. Yeah, no, you your ass would have been eating a ski ball. You get an ass whip. Like, yeah. The ski ball would have actually gone up in your butt. So yeah. Uh even if it wasn't my kid, like this is my friend's kid, I probably would have killed you. Yeah, not killed you, just you know, hurt you with a ski ball. Yeah. Also, that sounds yeah. like a fun weapon. So into ski ball, ski ball in a sock. In 2015, a retired sheriff's officer con uh, confronted a stumbling man to stop him from bringing an eight-inch knife inside Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, also very much happened. Uh, he was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, possession of a weapon for unlawful purpose, and disorderly contact, and was con transported to the Passaic County Jail on $25,000 bail. Yes, that was also in New Jersey. 
Well, see, we're seeing a trend here, though. A lot of these, not all, but a lot is we're looking at Chuck Northeast or East Coast. Or is this Jersey? Okay, this one's oh, not Jersey. Chuck E. Cheese in Jersey. This okay, one's not in a New Jersey. It's in Costa Mesa. Where's that? Is that California? I think I feel so. Like, yeah, I feel like it's California. Sounds right. Uh, yeah, I do feel like it. Two men were arrested for smoking heroin in a Chuck E. Cheese bathroom. Yes, and that sounds like California. Yep, that totally did happen. Yeah, they told the cops that they were there to meet their drug dealers. Uh, drug dealer police did not know whether the suspects had tried to sell drugs to other people at the pizza restaurant or on the children's playground. <laughs> oh, uh, in 2012, parents learned their three-year-old daughter was missing when they saw a news broadcast reporting she'd been found in Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Yep, yep. Apparently, Harmony arrived to the restaurant with a large group of four adults and ten children. The pizza party broke up around eight, but none of the relatives noticed that Harmony had gone back inside after she found a token. Uh, apparently, the girl's mother and father had had uh, split custody, and everyone just assumed that somebody else had Harmony. And then they were watching the 11 o'clock news and then went, oh, shit, that's my okay. child. Wow. Harmony, also, you need a therapist. I, I hope I hope you're paying for a lot. All right, how about this one? Uh, in Seattle, uh, Como News reported that Charles Elias, a man from Olympia, used three children ages 7, 8, and 10 to help him steal purses. Yes, that happened. Yep, that happened. Okay, in 2011, the U.S. Department of Labor fined nine San Francisco area Chuck E. Cheeses for allowing kids to, for minors to be working. Yeah. Yeah, that also happened. Uh, this, you know, these all happened. 16 young workers operated on-site trash compactors, and that was in violation of the law. They also allowed minors to run a dough mixing machine illegally, you evil, evil bastards. That seems, that's, that, see, that's just, that's a little extreme. Like, why can't they run the dough mixing machine in the trash compactor? Yep. In the Chicago that suburb of Naperville in 2012, police were giving a tip about teenagers practicing satanic rituals at Chuck E. Cheese. When they busted it, they found a teenage makeout party lit by candlelight. There was no mention if anyone was in costume. Obviously that happened. That did not happen, actually. I made that one up. Oh, <laughs> damn. All right. At a Chuck E. Cheese in Belleville, Illinois, a child found a baggie containing a white substance on the carousel at the pizzeria. The mother of the child said management refused to call the police when they were presented with the powder, and the manager asked her just to throw the baggie away. That's, I feel like that happened. That happened. She, she apparently was not happy with that answer. <laughs> but also, I'd probably just be like, bitch, just throw the bag out. Like, like, what are they going to do? Like, oh, gonna we're going to fingerprint like, this baggie. And like, yeah. or we have to lock everybody in here and interrogate you one-on-one. -on -one. Like, it, you know, like, it's just nonsense, kind of. Yep. In 2009, one of the employees dressed as the restaurant's mascot, Mr. Cheese, groped a mother who was at the restaurant with a child. I feel like that happened. It did. He totally grabbed her boob. Oh, Chucky. Yeah. Mr. Cheese. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Cheese. Mr. Cheese, settle down, sir. Mr. Cheese, settle down. Speaking of Mr. Cheese being disruptive, in 2011, an employee at a New York franchise of the children's restaurant, Justin Chuck E. Cheese, flicked off the camera. I mean, 
they blame him? No, that and that happened. His mother said, I'm mad. I still am. That's his fourth birthday picture in his ruin. That's no way to treat a child. The employee was fired. I'm sorry, lady. You got a fucking awesome. That's the best picture. That child is living on the internet forever. Whenever he gets older, oh my God. I yeah. put that shit on a, per, on a shirt. Yeah. Uh, in... In suburban Pittsburgh, a Chuck E. Cheese uh, turned in a Thunderdome in a fight involving as many 50 people broke out during a one-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. It started outside when a father of a young Where was boy, that one again? Pittsburgh. I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, so like it started outside and then it just kind of moved inside. So, And your last one. In 2020... Five children were reported missing from Chuck E. Cheese and shift workers were reportedly seeing animatronics movies at night. Move at night. Oh, I don't know. Let me go with... Yeah, why not? No, that was a fucking hoax, but it was posted on Twitter and everybody thought it was real. And like, they were like, oh, USA Today is like quoting this. So check your goddamn news sources. Like people weren't stolen from Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Like at least about I was, five. I was like, that was. wasn't. I didn't think that one won as much. I was. It wasn't the, yelling at the, you. Uh, it was yelling at the people who believe. This. I know, but the but the but the animatronics moving at night. I could see people reporting that. Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure that happens. I mean, that's just not reported. Like I know, like they come alive at night. Those things. Those things so are funny, they're like, fucking freaky as shit. Like I didn't think they were scary as a kid. Now they're creepy. Oh Isn't no, that weird. Yeah, no, they get like. But also, like the older I, I think, got, your imagination like, allows you to like see. And then, well, the technology then it was not. The technology wasn't what it is today. Well, I think so also, seemed more like, impressive. They just got and your imagination sadder. covers. They just got sadder because they got rattier because they didn't replace them. So well, now that's all. I think it's all like uh, like all like cartoons now. Like on like now, digital. I kind of want to go find all those. Like they have to be for sale. Like oh my god, that <sighs> would be the best Halloween yard ever. I have something new coming up for next year now. Uh, so also just on a side note, don't ever let your kids, if you have them or anyone, you know, play, just don't go in ball pits. Um, I want to go in the ball pits so bad. I love the ball pits so bad, but it's so gross. It's so gross. So according to a Reddit, they're just like, Hey, like one guy was like, Oh no, they were rarely cleaned. We did clean them. They would just put them in like net bags and then drive through a car wash. Uh, this one is great. The researchers from North Georgia State University identified 31 bacterial species and one yeast species in the investigation of six ball pits in pediatric physical therapy clinics. Oh, no. In Georgia. So, like, these, like, Georgia people, like, they're like, we're going to have these physical therapy for kids, like, all these immunocompromised children, and then yeah. we're going to give them a ball pit so they can all, like, shit and, like, sneeze in it, and, yeah. And so, they found, oh. they sampled 9 to 15 balls from different depths of each of the ball pits. The things they found can cause pink eye, UTIs, bloodstream infections, and heart inflammations, among other conditions. That's very upsetting. It is very upsetting. That's not that's not the heartwarming video I saw the other day of a dog in a ball pit, like that in their somebody's house. They had like a kiddie pool and they filled it with balls for their dog, and it was joyous. That's what I want to do in the ball pit. I don't want also to, covered I don't want in your dog shit. It. So no, not I don't want to share it with my dog. I just want my own private ball pit. Dirty. Sounds really dirty. I just want my own private ball pit. Anyways. 
Yeah. So we're gonna cut from from back to the balls getting sucked through the tube, and like really, like I don't buy that that gets any of the balls, much less all the balls sanitized. It's a lot. Like, imagine how long that would take. But also, like, how would you know? Like, I would just like, did I just get the same ball that I just cleaned? Was like, it shooting it back in? Well, I didn't know where they were going. It looked like they just went back in. I mean, where else would they go? I don't know. Like, this just seems. Oh, well, is our ball containment? <laughs> All those like, do you separate the blue balls? And... I don't know, blue balls from the red balls. Oh, so he ends up getting bit. And also, this is terrifying. This is very, very scary. Yeah, he gets bit. He's bleeding, and then he gets pulled under, and he's like struggling, and he gets, gets he's finally frantic, and he looks around like he's gonna make it, and then we see the balls moving like something's under them, and he gets pulled under, and there's a big blood splatter, and he's dead. Yeah, you don't know what's hiding under the ball pit, so like, no, no I don't want to go in a ball pit. Like maybe if they were clear balls, I would only take clear balls. I will, I will, I will be in a in a ball of, but no, no, no blue balls. Anyway, no blue balls. So. It's now nighttime. Sam and Dean are at Plucky's because it's a crime scene. So, and Jean's well, upset. I think they were she's... going there anyway. So Sam was supposed to go talk to Sal. Remember, they were supposed to meet up oh, after that's work. True. So I think they were going there anyhow. And they're just like, oh, shit. Like... Yeah. So they know Saul's dead. Jean's upset. And they think that the something about the ball washer is what killed him. The what? Somehow. The ball washer. The what? ball the ball washer. I, I, I like that Dean made Sam say it like three times I really did appreciate yeah. that I also think like these paramedics like they're very good sports for these random dudes who just came up and like showed like flashed a bag and badge and were mm -hmm. like can you stop doing your job and just stand here off in the distance while I look at this yeah and they finally let him roll away and Sam's like, by the way, or Dean's like, by the way, Sam, do you know what that was? That's a fucking shark bike. And it had to be at least a 20 footer because apparently Dean is a big fan of shark week and Sam is not. Yeah. I also don't think you learned that on shark week. So that was really weird. It's a weird fact. How do you know that it's on the TV? Like that's not, anyways, whatever. Yeah. You can't just so, look at a shark's mouth and then just be like, I'm sorry, Dean. Like that's not how you tell what a shark's radius is. Well, what's real weird is when they go inside Plucky's, which is now a crime scene and all the lights are off. So my guess is like, so, cause I was, I also noted this. It was like, it's now totally dark. There's no activity at all. I'm like, did they come back? No. But it looked like they were going in there. Right. So like they everybody were. has left Plucky's. They all left. They just like closed so it down weird. and they turned off all the lights. There's like, we're, we will deal with this tomorrow. This is done. Or we're just like, oh, we're just worrying about the other side of the building. We're just going to ignore the just half care, of the building. We, just care we only care about this lot. one little area. We just care about this parking lot. That's it. <sighs> so they realize that one of the drawing, another drawing is missing from the wall. And it's Omar Cooper's drawing, who is not connected to Saul in any way. They haven't done zero research about this, but they already know that Omar Cooper has zero connection to Saul well, in any They way. know Omar. They know all this. <laughs> Omar's not related like, oh, to him. Saul is a racist and would not oh like an Omar. <laughs> damn so Saul is like they're so and they're upset though because they know Saul had something to tell Sam and uh Dean's like okay so this is not all about quote ganking a dickweed parent uh. 
But oh, now okay, we start yeah, getting. I, did. I wanted to make a pun and I had to check something to make sure. So if he's a whistleblower, it's a plucky penny whistleblower. Ah, ah. That's funny. I like it. There we go. Uh, so we've got, um, they're basically figuring out what the monster is. They don't know what it is still, but they're like, it's something that can fire off childhood fears at will. And then Dean continues down his list of making up names for all these monsters. So now we've got the, uh, the Dractopus. Dractopus also sounds adorable. It does. It's the Sea Biscuit, the Impaler and Landshark. Landshark. So they're going to break out their EMFs and split up, but that's it. Yeah, so waitress mops, this is where I start going. Like, I my sympathy levels for her start, start plummeting. Yeah. I know she's having a day. Girl, yeah. you're having a day, but. But this, you can't have a day every day. You can't have a day every day and keep taking it out of your kid like this. So waitress mom is like pulled up and she is like, bitch, you've got to take the bus. She, I'm parking at work. Here's your here's a quarter. Go take the get bus the, the rest fucking, of the way, Get kid. the fuck out of my car. Here's some change. Like it just okay. It's very awkward. It's, and leave and he has to leave his drawing of a robot with laser eyes smashing a city in the front seat. All right, and then we cut to now. Okay. Sam's just still getting beat up by clowns. Yep, he's getting thrown. But into, he's fighting back. He's getting thrown into a truck, and the fight does start to t- take a turn. But then there's juggling, and we all know once the juggling starts, like you might as well just give up. Give up. You can't. You can't fight a juggler. So then, for no reason, we cut to four hours earlier. Four hours and thirty-four minutes. Yeah, I refused so... to write down the minutes because I was like, "This is because I knew they didn't mean anything." And I was like, "This is stupid. I'm not writing it." Well, they made the right choice because they decided it's time to go do more research and they decided to do that in their amazing Tiki motel room. I do. Like you should. Yeah. I would be like, so we got to do more, like more things at the room, right? Like, and I would just keep making excuses to go back there. So they're, they're researching, but you know, they're just really stuck. They just don't know what the, what the monster is. is Maybe it's a dolpa. It's not a dolpa. So Sam, Sam's like, we need to go back over there. Dean's like, it's pointless. What are you talking about? And Sam's like, no, we're going to go back over there. I'm going to go fucking hardcore bad cop on all these motherfuckers. And then you're just going to watch them and see if they act weird and then follow them. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. That's not at least a plan, right? And but, it's a plan. But Dean's like, so I'm just going to be a pervert. Yes. Yeah, this is not, it's not a good look. Don't go middle-aged men or not even middle-aged. No, men in general just don't go hang out at children's pizza places by yourself not a great idea so sam goes in rolling hard he's gonna go to interrupt gene and he's going to uh talk to her and he's like asking her how business is and she's like yeah you know not even grim death can stop the fun but the ball pits closed till corporate gets here and he's like look i um i don't believe it was the ball washer you know i need to talk right now Ball washer. Ball the what? Washer. Uh, the ball washer. Um, so he, so while that's why he while Sam's taking Gene off to interrogate, Dean sees his dream come true. Oh wait, she didn't say ball washer. She's oh wait, no, that she says that after this. Okay, so before this, yeah, okay. So Dean's dream's about to come true. Because he sees a kid retrieved from the prize center, a giant slinky. <gasps> and man. I love a giant slinky. 
I have no use for one. I don't even want to put it on my shelf. But damn, it sounds fun. Yeah, just when you see that looking by, you're like, man, I kind of want to flip that. Can I? Can I put that on some stairs? Yeah. I've got some stairs. I, I know. Oh my god, how would the cat deal with the slinky <gasps> on the stairs? Oh shit! So Shut up and take my money. Okay, so he wants to get his slinky. He wants to get a slinky on, but but no. Howard won't let him buy it with cold hard cash. He wants. He only takes coupons or the tickets or whatever. Tickets one through hard work and determination. Fuck but you, double Howard. Ticket Tuesday, double ticket Tuesday on the ski ball. Mm, Howard. Mm. All right, so we we cut to this is where so Sam is trying very hard to be bad cop, and he's not he's not good at this. But then eh, Jean says ball blaster. She does say ball blaster, not ball washer. You're right. That's why I was like waiting. I was like, oh no no nope. I had to wait until she ball, says it. Ball blaster. Ball blaster. So we have ball washer and ball blaster. Uh, the ball blaster. <laughs> All right, so uh, I feel like that's also like some like somewhere some dude has called me a ball blaster at some point, probably this week. Fucking ball blaster, bitch. So <laughs> she's like, look, I've only been. She's very much like she's like, look, I only heard the ball blaster. I've only been <laughs> in this job for a couple of weeks. This is there's a lot of competition for it because you get benefits. And I wrote an essay because I have two semesters of college. So what kind of I job is this? I'm sorry. Also, like, if I was ever up for a promotion and they told me you had to write an essay, I'd be like, that's cool. <laughs> no, no, I don't want it that bad. <laughs> like, um, I, I am not in high this school. This owner seem kind of weird anyway. I don't know so, what the I mean, fuck. Is Plucky's a cult? Like, I'm be. thinking, like, you know, the, the owner is obsessed with, like, kids' development. Like, I'm starting to hear some, like, signs on this. and Maybe they got all this wrong. <laughs> well dean's we playing skee-ball well dean's playing skee-ball because he's gonna get that motherfucking slinky is that your favorite is, is that your favorite game there i fucking love i love skee-ball ski i don't know why i'm not great at it but i love it i fucking hate cornhole love me some skee-ball uh, i don't know no, i only no. want to be a ball blaster so he's not doing well at skee-ball until he turns around and isn't watching what he's doing but Either way, he follows Jean when he sees her exit quite quickly, looks out on the loading dock, and she is lighting a joint. Yep, so she's got her fatty going. And so he texts Sam, high times is not our girl. But now Sam is going to interrogate Howard. And Howard is very enthusiastic to take Sam's business card and thank him for his service and all the fun I'm things. so impressed you're a special agent. That must mean you're very special. Yeah. yeah, this, Back out this guy clearly molests kids. I'm sorry. Like, there's no way he's like, did you check the sex registry for Howard? Howard is on for something. He he's done something. He just could just be unwell. He shouldn't be in a he shouldn't be in a pluckies. I feel like there's somebody that I wants feel like to be. Per you have to have somebody that's like per Megan's law. Howard like can't be in can't work in pluckies. Ugh. <sighs> Well, out at the skee-ball machine, Tyler is now out there calling out this other kid for cheating at skee-ball because he crawled up the ramp, which is cheating. It is cheating. And so part of me is like, Tyler, you're a fucking snitch, right? But also like- Well, he didn't go tattle on him. He just called him out directly. So really I'm snitching. like, well, yeah, but it's like, whatever. Like, let the dude like get his tickets, right? But also like, I don't know. Like, Tyler's not your business. Go mind your own shit. Fucking damn. damn Tyler, like, I'm sorry, like, but then, you know, like, also this kid looks like a jerk, so. 
So Dean comes up and tells the kid to knock it off, the, the, the cheater to knock it off. And he does. And both Tyler and Dean simultaneously call him a jackass. And, they, and then, then Dean steals his tickets. Oh, yeah. And Libby tries to force Tyler to eat some some trash pizza. It's not like from the trash. It's just shitty pizza. And Dean's like, oh, no, it can't be that bad. Cut your mom some slack. But Tyler says the pizza tastes like butt. Well, before he says that, I like that um, he's like, you know, Dean's trying to like commiserate with kid. Like, oh, yeah, my dad used to haul me around places. She's just working hard and exhausted. He says, take pity on the old. <laughs> and I was like, damn straight. You should take We're pity on tired. the old. We're very, very tired. And then that's when Tyler said, this stuff tastes like butt. And Dean's like, what? And so he takes a bite and he's like, it tastes, tastes like butt. It does. It does. It's pretty funny. But also the kid is scared of robots and they, cause they have laser eyes. Obviously. So Dean sees Howard exit his interview with Sam and he just thinks that he looks pretty normal as he's interacting with the kids. So he just texts Sam. No, it must not be him. But next up is the lion and our good friend Cliff is our good friend. Lion is, uh, is, is manned by a guy named Cliff. And Sam goes hard right off the bat and says, why'd you do it? Yeah, I think you know what? And the lion's trying to like defend himself. But then Sam goes, says, I'm the federal government. I can do whatever. And I was like, oh, no. stop it, sir. Stop talking. Oh, Get God, a lawyer. Gross. Get a lawyer, sir. No, you're but right. But then the lion throws, so then the lion throws his head at Sam and runs. It's just, just hilarious. Like, it's it's, so funny. it's just a meeting. Just like, okay, here's my boom. <laughs> yeah and I Dean is able to pull uh, tackle the lion into a pile of tires and the lion starts saying if this is about the meth lab my brother and I have the same fingerprints fluckies what are you doing <laughs> I mean but also I know like how desperate like how like you just need to get people to work at pluckies man I get it you're not yeah. running you're not running background checks some people and then i'm just like oh god you're not running back i'm just and so dean just asks he's like you're not using kids nightmares to smoke people <laughs> so like, i don't care that you break bad or whatever but something weird is happening here and he's like oh yeah the sub and, and cliff's like very forthcoming now he's not he's not getting busted for his meth lab he's like oh yeah the sub basement's totally fucking creepy when i used to do shrooms with saul in the ball pit after hours we would hear shit down there which that you know, I'm not gonna lie, doing shrooms in a ball pit sounds pretty fun. Sorry, there's See, a. You said you wouldn't get one. I mean, again, it has to be like my. I had to like buy the balls. Like I have to have purchased, purchased the balls. <laughs> I feel like was this episode like a like a subtle homage to Bobby just talking about balls a lot? Maybe. Oh wait, I didn't even catch that. No, you. Uh, so, uh, so let's see, the use of shroom and then spooky sounds would be coming up from the boiler room. Yeah. So we cut back to the main area and Tyler's upset because his drawing's missing and Libby is just has no patience. You'll draw another one. And <sighs> Tyler and Dean have a moment and Tyler decides, deci Tyler decides to be like a little nice to nice to his mom. And, and go with her quietly and the kid and t mom's impressed that he does this but dean realizes that 
that means that the robot picture is missing, which is not ideal. And because a bitchy mom plus a sad kid plus a placemat of something nuts equals a wacky corpse. Yeah, yeah, no, it's That's good not math. Great. That's good math. I like that math problem. And is that, so, is that the new math? New math. <laughs> Sam goes out to follow Libby because they think she's going to be next, while Dean goes to investigate the boiler room. Dun dun dun. And then don't go in the basement, starts playing in my head. And then down in there, there's a burning fire pit sitting in a sigil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not subtle at all. At all. <laughs> also sounds like a higher fire hazard. It does. But it also kind of looks like the ones like they're just heated by gas that you just mm. like keep on your porch. So just kind of because it has That's to be. A con it looked bad. like a constant burn on it. So yeah, I'm assuming right. he's got some sort of gas thing that's going in there. So it just keeps burning all the time. So, I mean, but clearly nobody ever goes in this basement. <laughs> I mean, obviously. So it's like weird old storage. It's like kind of cool. Like that's where you find your old fucking creepy Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. It's in this basement. But yeah, so um, old decor and yeah. And there's a unicorn carousel horse. Like, I want to go play in this basement. No, I don't want to play there. I want to go scavenge in this basement and then get the fuck out quickly. That's yeah, I would like want the lights to be turned on a lot. That too. Uh, just because there's no reason for this to be that dark with so many clown heads lying around. No. That doesn't seem Correct. like a fun thing that I want to. Learn. That seems unnecessary. Unnecessary lack of light. But there's a bunch of drawings on the wall of like some kid in water and then there's some weird figurines or book of like sigils and spells. And we see Tyler's robot drawing on the table. And of course, Dean has his gun because duh. And he hears someone say, drop it. And who's there? Bitch ass Howard's there. Fucking Howard. And Howard so he's not also, a creeper. He's a psychopath. He also has a gun. Yeah, which is weird. And then... Uh, Dean calls out. He's like, this is some pretty heavy hoodoo. Uh, you know, I've never seen anything that could just pop out a unicorn. He's like, he starts, you know, we get a little, not really a monologue, but Howard kind of explains like there's power and fear. A child draws it. A little bit of that mojo ends up on the page. It just needs some, something that the parent owns too. So he's got to have something that the parent owns and the kid's mojo from drawing. Well, because <laughs> basically then you're using the parent as the target, right? So, yeah. uh, but you know, the spell makes sense. Like if you think about it from a fear standpoint of that being a, a strong emotion, being like, yeah. yeah, these kids are generating this like strong emotion and that I'm using that to attack things. So, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So there he's saying, just doing what he needs to. And, you know, Dean's kind of like holding his hands up and letting Howard do his thing. And then he grabs the drawing of the robot. He tears it in half. Says, no drawing, no iron giant. And Howard's like, that B word is still on the list because he's a bitch. He's a bitch, not her. Uh, well, I mean, she kind of. She's kind of a bitch, and, but yeah, but he can't call her a bitch because he's a bitch, and so he's like, "B-word." Yeah, and but then like, he also Dush. says she's gonna be a bully, so maybe he meant bully. I guess. Well, and Dean's kind of taunting him about, "What are you gonna shoot me?" And he's like, "I've got a way to take care of bullies, like that FBI guy." Because remember, Sam was pretending to be tough a guy. Oh no, and that means that now Sam's the target because he pretended. To be the bad cop. Oops. Oops, indeed. So he's he's like, yeah, I mean, I saw y'all taking off to chase Cliff. I'd already got his business card. So in a drawing from the collection, that's it. 
Boom. Well, all the while, Sam's still staking out Libby's. He gets out of the car to watch the house. Why? I don't fucking know. But he comes face to face with a clown. Huh. That's not good. And then we get, we do get kind of a funny flash to, to present, which is a, a subtitle that says right friggin now. And that did become a hashtag that was trending during this time on Twitter. Okay. Right friggin now. Right friggin now. And then we get kind of a montage to review Sam's actions. Yeah. It just basically goes back to the intro. Same thing. And now Dean's asking Howard about these figurines, though, because on the counter, there's also like a figurine of like the lion, the clown, like whatever the the figure, the characters, the Plucky's characters, basically. And he's just like, oh, Plucky helps kids. That's all I ever wanted to do. And then he admits that he was passed over for the management spot and he thought he deserved it. So he's just going to do shit his way. And And he's like, yeah, it's all about bad parents. So and then Saul had a big mouth. A good parent always puts kids first. And Dean points out, he's like, wait, so like, you know, parents dying is from like really scary shit isn't really putting the kids first. No, no, you entitled little piece of shit. Like, so you thought you deserved to like get this management role, which you did not. Nobody wanted to read your fucking essay, Howard. So like, and then you're just going to take it out. These other people, you little cunt. Yeah. And, but Dean's like, huh, what, what are all these pictures on the wall? Tell me about your brother. Because <gasps> he's pieced together. This must be Howard's brother on the wall. Ooh. And Sam is still getting his ass kicked. Yeah, I hope it's Howard's brother. Otherwise, he's got weird pictures, like, of him, like, of children. So. Well, basically, he pieces together between the drawings and the photos that Howard's brother drowned, is what Dean has deduced. Deduced? And deduced. And Howard's like, my folks didn't listen. They let him die. So basically, Howard thinks his parents are bad because his brother died in an accident. And so Howard went cuckoo bird. That's what I gathered. Is that what you gathered? Um, That his brother was drowning and then he went to go tell his parents and then his parents ignored him probably because he talked all the time and then they went to listen to Howard. And so then his brother died because they didn't want to listen to him. That's what I got. Pretty much. So Sam's still getting his ass kicked, but kind of making, but kind of fighting back. Yeah, he's getting some progress in. You get a little bit in there, yeah. And Dean's like, uh, yeah, here's a drawing of the dead kid drowning. And he throws it on the fire, along with one of the figurines. What? And right as he does, Howard starts shooting towards Dean. But Dean dives and gets his gun. But wait, what happened? Who did Howard shoot? Not Dean. He shot the ghost, his ghost little brother, who is like drowned boy, which is really creepy and sad standing there. In the it is paper. sad, yeah. Has three gunshot wounds in him, and he's trying. And Howard is trying to tell his brother that it wasn't his fault, but then his brother just touches his hand. Howard falls to his knees and starts spitting up water, drowning in the basement. Yep, he drowns it without any water. Huh. Yep. Yeah. So while this is all happening, the clowns uh, are running at Sam. And suddenly, right when they're about to hit him, they explode into a glitter cloud. And they're gone. Ta-da! More glitter bombs. And I bet that Jared Padalecki is still getting glitter out of his hair. Like, he's still finding it. He's still finding it. It's gone. Yeah. Forever. Forever. 
back at Plucky's, Sam arrives covered in glitter, and Sam's like just fucking owning it. He has no, he's like, let's roll, fuck it, let's go. Uh, and just waiting for Dean to say something. And Dean's just laughing. He said that you look like you were attacked by PCP crazed strippers. But Dean's like, whatever. So Dean apologizes for psychologically scarring Sam for specifically for the pluckies and stuff. And he's like, you know, well, no, it was a shitty thing to do. Like leaving kids in, in entertainment arcades by themselves. That's the same thing earlier with the shitty, you know, shitty parent, whatever her name is. Like she was putting that child on a bus by himself. Well, You're lucky that child didn't just get kidnapped right and left. He's probably like the child that shows up on like Chuck E. Cheese and they don't realize it until like they get, you know, until it's like 11 p.m. news. Like, oh shit, there's Tyler. You never know. Some kids are very independent that way. That doesn't but I do mean appreciate... people will kidnap independent children. He was a child. Well, no, I'm just saying. But, anyways, Sam makes a juggalo reference and that made me very happy. He whoop, does. Whoop. A whoop whoop for you. Thank you. Uh, but we get, um, you know, but he kind of says, like, look, it was kind of therapeutic. It felt good. Like, so he feels like he's kind of like not as fucked up by clowns now, which is cool. And he has giant slinkies for them. Yay. That's and then sweet. Dean tries to give him a plucky doll. A clown phobia sobriety chip, which somehow gets lost in and left behind. Yeah, because I don't think it's all gone. Yeah, if you're not, if you have your phobia, I mean, you still like them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a phase, right? You can't like you can have some therapy. You know, it's gonna take a while. So, do we have some? <laughs> do we have some cast members? we do we've got some cast members all right so casting couch first up we'll hit howard it was played by michael blackman beck um he honestly has a very short resume online um just like literally one episode of csi and he was a guy named preston a character named preston in the baby moon very very small uh, maybe he resume. just did it as a lark maybe uh libby was played by carolyn cave she's in a few, handful or a few episodes of the l word she was debbie in saw four um the boss's wife in a dog's purpose uh beverly scott in the power rangers movie in 2017 did an episode of charmed um then was a regular character on the tv show siren named beth and a reoccurring character on van helsing named jolene Jean, our manager was played by jennifer spence she's been another episode of supernatural as well and then she was a reoccurring character named joanna on the 4400 uh, Betty Robertson in the TV show Continuum, a few episodes of Van Helsing, uh, Grace Day in the TV series Travelers, and uh, the current series Lucky Hank. She's a character named Ashley. I don't know that one. That's a, a new one. And I've, oh, who is it? Is it Cranston? I think so. Brian Cranston. It looks good. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Breaking Bad. Yeah. 
right? Kelly Harper was played by um, who's the, the the little girl who the octo octo octopus octo vamp octo whatever jackupus. Yeah. So Ali Scoveby, she's been in episodes of Smallville, Fringe, and Once Upon a Time, and then she was a reoccurring character uh, as Young Tully in the TV series Firefly Lane. And then there's Tyler, the young man, our boy was the, the, the boy who was getting left behind a lot by his mom. was played by Jacob Davies. He was in episodes of Smallville and Fringe. He was a character named um, Teddy in the movie If I Stay. And a reoccurring character uh, of Pinocchio in Once Upon a Time. Uh, Mr. Pogue, who was the guy killed uh, by the unicorn, he has, he's a stuntman and a stunt driver and nice. a stunt coordinator he worked on things everything from blade trinity inception i robot sonic, sonic the hedgehog Dead, deadpool 2 and more so pretty pretty extensive stunt career that is super That's cool yep there we go so that was a fun episode the 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 getting killed by his dead brother dead ghost brother at the end was by drowning was <laughs> real dark it's kind of dark but it's still you know i mean No, it's. I, I thought it was a fun episode overall, though. Especially, I enjoyed watching it this time of year, especially since we're so close to Halloween season. Not that it's Halloweeny; it just seemed like it because you know. It just I does. Know. I think it's just because of the clowns. clowns. I mean, I guess. Yeah. But creepy, creepy clowns feel very Halloween for some reason. They become a Halloween thing. I mean, obviously, we've got it, and then we've got you know Penny Whistle, the clown, you know, so which is I'm sure not a coincidence. <sighs> so anything else i mean beyond there is a, a unicorn shooting magic out of its butt no that's amazing all right that's so is that it that's it okay yeah we'll end it there all right cheers Dirk. <laughs> cheers bitch Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. 